after five years of following Jess Allen, AKA the blonde ponytail on social media, I finally had a chance to actually talk to her in real life. And I must say it was beyond a pleasure. In this podcast, I asked Jess about her background, um, transitioning from a student athlete into you know, just a regular person and how you can make that transition, but not just from a student athlete, transitioning from, from any identity into a different one. We also talk a lot about training. I love Jess's style of training, and I've always been so curious how she programs, how she designs her workouts. So she gives us a little sneak peek into that. But we also discuss the difference between the way that she trains and coaches and the way that I train and coach, because we both have tremendous respect for the way we, we each train, but we're also curious and we explain the differences between the two, not necessarily pluses or minuses, but just the differences. Um, I also asked Jess about how she balances it all, being a mom, running an online business, taking care of herself, because um, it's not always easy. And even though people look like they have it together online, we will both be the first to tell you that that is certainly not the case. And we also dive a little bit into nutrition. As you guys know, I am a fan of tracking macros and I've tracked macros for a while. Jess has not done that yet. So we dive a little bit into the pros and cons of that, why you would want to, why you may not want to. And then finally, one of the real reasons I wanted to have her on was to talk about when you are running a business, why it's always a great idea to have multiple streams of revenue. We both have companies that we are aligned with and that we sell. She is aligned with Isogenics. And as you know, I am with Beauty Counter. And we both have our, our online training and nutrition programs, but our our relationship marketing businesses that we have through Isogenics and Beauty Counter have also been very beneficial during this time of, of the pandemic when people are kind of watching their dollars. So please take a listen. I know you're going to get to love Jess just as much as I do and make sure you're following her at the blonde ponytail on Instagram. Have a great day. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go here. Welcome back to the podcast today, everyone. I am very excited today because I am chatting with someone who I have looked up to for probably five years now, longer than that. Brooks is seven, so at least seven years, Jess. And I call her blonde ponytail, but she has a real name, and it's Jess Allen. And before I dive in even further, I want you to know, Jess, how I, how I found you and why I look up to you so much and how big of an impact you've had on my life. So. Oh. <laughs> right? Thank you. Out of the internet, it's amazing. Brooks is now my son. How old is your daughter, Jada? So she'll be seven next month. Okay. So they're so like the same. Yeah. Our kids are very close to the same age. And after I had my son, Brooks, I've always worked out at the gym. I've never done at home workouts. And so after I had Brooks, 
I wouldn't even work out at home. I would just wait until my husband got home from work so I could go late in the day because he was too small for daycare. But I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't go to all the classes I used to love. So I would get on Pinterest and look for workouts. And that's where I found you. I found you on Pinterest. And, you know, when you find one good workout, you, you keep following that person. And every single workout I did, I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought it was so great. Fast forward to probably three years after that, you launched an ebook yeah. with Amanda Tress. And that's when I had started dabbling in nutrition coaching and moving into online. But when you said you worked with Amanda, I was like, well, if this is, if Amanda is a good fit for Jess, then well, then I will work with Amanda. Mm -hmm. And that's what launched like my last three years in my business yeah. all because of you. Oh, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I've like, I've so enjoyed watching what, I mean, your trajectory has just taken off and the all encompassing things that you do. It's not just about fitness and nutrition. And that's what I'm seeing. And I haven't even been in one of your groups and I kind of want to, because I want to work on this and yeah. just, because I think you and I have both said this, like trainers need trainers too. Yeah. Uh -huh. You don't, you know, cause when I, when I program things, sometimes I program them to my strengths and what I like to do. And I forget the stuff that I suck at. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, and I'm so glad you talked about that because you are, your programming to me is hands down the best workouts I have ever done. And I've never worked out in person with you. How on earth do you program? So you are a certified strength and conditioning coach, correct? Yes. Yeah. I, um, so the CSCS, I got that while I was a college coach. I had finished my um, master's in counseling and I was like, oh, well, what should I do now? And I always love conditioning. I love the strength and conditioning of being a student athlete. Mm -hmm. And so the strength coaches, I was at Creighton University at the time, they're like, well, why don't you get certified? And because I was working with college athletes at that time, I went the CSCS route versus the CPT, like personal trainer route, because mm -hmm. that's what I was working with. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a tough certification. Like I... And it's, it's definitely designed, like if you're working at the, probably like the college level, like lots of gym schemes, um, or schematics, I should say. Um, yeah. And so that's, I just went that route and I'm not, yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it, it's a, like you said, it's a very, to me, it's the most prestigious certification out there. I don't really care about certifications, but I know yeah. if you have that one, it's a good one. It opens a lot of doors. It's yeah. almost like you still need to prove yourself as a trainer, right? Because right. certifications does that does not translate into a good trainer. Just like I loved your post, just because of what you look like or what I look like doesn't mean that I'm going to be a good coach for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a certification. Like I'm, yeah, I'm very proud of, and I don't want to let that expire, so I'll get the CEUs because I don't want to take that exam again. <laughs> it's so cool. So let's back up real quick. I didn't realize you had your master's in counseling. Yeah. So you yeah. played softball in college. Yes, yep. Where so did you play I, college? I played at Stanford University. Okay. Yeah. It was it was, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, like I had to work really hard there. It's not like I'm naturally 
academic. I mean, I just, I work hard. Um, but once you're there, they want you to do well. And then I had the structure of being on the softball team. Um, I had amazing teammates, uh, were really successful. And so, um, it was just, it was an amazing experience, but I worked really hard. And then, um, after college, um, I don't know if you want to go there, like the transition from, yeah. So it's a hard transition, I think from student athlete to where's my identity now. And so um, there was an opportunity back in my hometown, Omaha, Nebraska, to be a graduate assistant softball coach. And I thought, okay, well, this, I could still be at the field, not a player. Um, and then I could also continue my education. So um, I had, I had always thought about like academic advising or academic counseling. And so that's where the master's in, in counseling route went. So while I was, um, a college coach I also pursued my master's and so that's that's how that happened oh wow I didn't realize that smart cookie so how <laughs> do you let's talk about that transition from student athlete to regular person I'm assuming I just assume everybody has read atomic habits have you read atomic habits yes I've, I have I'm like I literally was listening to it the other day because oh. I think that there's there's stuff that you can gain every single time you read or listen to it. Well, and it's like he talks about when you cling too tight to any identity, when it's taken away from you, then it hurts even more. Yes. So what, like, what tips do you have for someone who's making that transition, either from student athlete or maybe it's a mom whose kids have now left for college and she doesn't, they don't, you know, your role is different now. What yeah. helps you make that transition? You know, um, yeah, that's such a, that's a, such a good topic because it's so transferable, you know, to, to a lot of different identity identities. Um, I think what helped me was still having a purpose. Um, I, you know, I was still on the field and I thought instead of my skills as a player being brought to the forefront, how can I help others? Yeah. Um, so that helped me. Um, there was still kind of a built in structure and I think that's what a lot of people a lot of student athletes um, struggle with because they're used to being told when to do something. Um, they have a, a short amount of time to do it. And you, you and I both know sometimes the busiest people are the most efficient, effective, like they get the most done. Um, so when that's taken away and they have all this time, they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So I think what helped me was immediately graduate school. You know, I still stayed busy. I still had a framework to work with. Um, and it is, it is taking that um, on like some personal development. So what else can I give um, as far as like, you still, you still can be an athlete. And that's something I try to remind others of, you know, if you have a body, you're an athlete, you, you don't ever lose that. Um, and that's probably why I train the way I do because it's functional. It's, um, it makes me feel athletic. Um, yeah. So as far as like other advice, um, gosh, I, again, you're going to have to like do some like work and really saying like, what is my purpose? How can I continue to help others? If that's what your goal is. I love um, yeah. And building a structure for yourself, it's going to take a little bit more discipline, but that in turn will create that freedom. You know, when you have that discipline, um, yeah, so that all that all seemed to help me, and then I was realizing, oh, okay, I can still make an impact mm -hmm. um, without having a glove on my hand or a bat yeah. in my hand. You know, yeah, I mean, clearly you're making an impact. 
I mean, I'm just one of however many people. So how did you transition then? Because you have an online business, just like I have an online business. Um, how did you transition from that to training people in person into what you're doing now? What did that evolution look like? Yeah. Okay. So I have to tell you, I sat on online training for years. I was scared to pull the trigger because I didn't know what the first step was. So I did after a couple moves, I think when we were in, let's see, Omaha and then to Champaign, Illinois, I was still at a gym and I was training people in person and then found out I was expecting number two, oh. you know, Cole. So I'm like, and you know, matching up in-person training schedules is hard enough. <laughs> matching it up with kids. And I mean, I, I just, in my head, and I'm very practical, I'm like, this just isn't going to go well. I'm going to be wasting a lot of time. It's going to be very, like, all over the place. And I like that, like, block scheduling. <laughs> so I started to think of ways, like, how can I train? And um, at that time, Amanda Tress, they had the agency side, so they were helping others do this. And I was like, I need your help. I don't even know. I mean, is it legal? Like, am I going to get someone injured? <laughs> so I was thinking that way. So she helped me um, launch that. And then, so the ebook was first. And then, you know, she's like, you should do some small group training. And, um, and I really liked that because you did get that interaction. And then when Cole was born, I realized, oh my gosh, that still takes a lot of time, as you know, right? Because there's, even though you're not showing up to a class, there's a lot of exchange of messages, there's questions, there's when am I available, when am I not, you know? Um, so I just, I, I continued that probably longer than I should have. I was not allowing myself grace. And I was juggling too many things in the air. Um, and something, you know, I, I was just letting things drop. Um, I wasn't either a mom or I was like not getting enough sleep or um, I wasn't able to get to the clients as quickly. So I'm like, I need to transition again. Yeah. So I just, I stepped away from the small group, like kind of like what you're doing, not to that level. Like they were small Facebook groups, but um, I really, I loved them. So it was hard, mm -hmm. but I'm like, my family is suffering because of this. So I, looked at another way to have, um, you know, still train, but be able to offer the training, like, okay, you need it. Here it is. And so I developed, um, two more training plans, like a passive source of income, I guess. So that still allowed me to work with people, but not be tied to a certain schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just towing around with the, the idea of, um, you know, introducing those back in, um, yeah, so this is where I'd want to pick your brain. Like, um, I don't know if that's, if that's the right move, if that's what people want, like the accountability again. Um, it just, you know, it's, can I make that work in our schedule? I'm just trying to get through e-learning and survive, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, and it's so, it's so interesting because it honestly is very dependent on the status of your family and mm -hmm. what kind of support you have. Um, especially now that when will Cole, assuming yeah. schools open back up, when will he start yeah. kindergarten? He's got one more year of preschool. Okay. Yeah. So. People don't understand. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this is why I love talking to online trainers because 
oh, I want an online business. It's gonna, I'm going to have so much freedom. You don't. No. <laughs> you can. You can, but you, you can. don't. Yeah. I think you and I are similar in that, yeah, you could have a lot of freedom, but if you want to do things right, you know, right. We, if our name is stamped on something, we're going to take it to that nth level and make sure it's solid. And so that's, that's where my hangup was when I, you know, just starting online training, I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. You know, if I start small group training back again, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. I don't want to deliver a poor product. Exactly. I know yeah. that's the whole deal. Like, I, I mean, I, I love the idea of setting boundaries and I'm, as I've done it longer, I'm better at upfront saying, okay, you can expect to hear from me between these hours. Oh, that's good. You know how it is when you get a message from someone and it's like eight o'clock at night and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to think about this all night. If I don't get back to them, yeah. what are they going to say? Kylie never gets back to me. Yeah. Um, but if I tell them, you can always expect to hear from me between these certain hours that has helped, but it, it is, it, it is a lot of work, especially when you, you essentially have at least two jobs right now, raising your kids and running your business. It's mm -hmm. hard. It is. It's, people yeah. want you. People want Jess. I want to talk to Jess all day long, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So how do you, I think I asked you this a while back because, oh, it was probably about a year ago. I was struggling big time mm -hmm. managing it all. Yeah. Um, and I got super stressed out and I never dealt with anxiety and anxiety came in, gut issues came in, like it hit hard. I felt like I was not here for Brooks. I didn't, I was like, I'm the worst mom ever. My house is a mess. I'm the worst wife ever. My business is going well, but that's only a third of me. And it's not even the most important part of me. Yeah. How do you do it? I asked you this. Remember when I messaged you? I don't know if you remember, but yeah. you got me right away. How do you make it work? <sighs> well, I did after probably going through something that you were experiencing right there, I walked away. I just had to say, no to something, you yeah. know? And I think part of it was, you know, you probably saw Brooks being much more aware of what mom is doing. You know, Jada was like, are you on your phone? Who are you talking to? And yeah. even though I'm explaining like, this is for work, it still punches you in the gut a little bit, doesn't it? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, what am I doing? You are right here. Like, that's why I'm doing this. So I can be home and be available and yet I'm not available. So I really, I just had to say, you know what? I've got to say no to something. And so that I did let that part go. Um, I, I don't know that I am managing it well. <laughs> Sometimes it's really sloppy and messy. And I want people to know that like yeah. my, my Instagram grid might look clean and like bright, but <laughs> sometimes mom is losing her ish and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's some moments, like, I'll text friends, and I'm like, I need to do over, like, I just called my kids this, and yeah. not to their faces, but in my head, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you need friends like that that don't judge you. For yes, <laughs> yes, we all need those friends. Yeah, I will say, I am, this is probably a running theme with me, too, is simplifying things and minimizing things. So I don't, I try to make things, um, to, just to remove the decisions. So yeah. things that we can make more automatic, the less decisions we have to make, the less energy that's taken from us. So 
I have a morning routine, you know, I, I do these same things. If something takes less than three minutes or sorry, two minutes, then I do it right away. You know, I don't let things pile up. I try to like stay on them because the way my brain works, if I have chaos around me, I have chaos in my head and I can't, I just am wired that way. Mm-hmm. So I need to have things kind of in order. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to be the best person that I can be. So I guess maybe doing the little things along the way helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, clear lines of communication, like when now Spencer is home, but normally he, you know, wouldn't be. So it's just explained to the kids, like, listen, the TV's going to babysit you for just a little bit while I do this. And it's okay. It's yeah. okay. You know, like, yes. what happens? Can you be okay with that? Yes. yes. <laughs> watching um, Descendants right now. I'm like, yeah, watch your TV show, babe. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, uh, so another reason I wanted to chat with you is because I know there are other people out there who are, or, well, shoot, now that we're in COVID, who maybe were training in line or teaching a lot of classes and now they can't. And maybe they were already thinking about moving their training business online, but they didn't know what it looked like. And I wanted to talk to you about having a successful online business. And I believe a part of that is having another stream of revenue so that you can step away every now and then. So you, you have your isogenics. When did you start working with them? So I started working with them, um, July, 2017. Okay. And I had been, I will say like months before that I had been looking for some sort of solution when clients asked me, Jess, what do I eat? And I was like, you know, you and I have talked about this too, how specific meal plans, they, they don't, they don't work because they are so specific. And if you, if you're not perfect, then you feel like you're failing. And I, I wanted something that offered flexibility, but also was very simple um, so I was looking for this. Um, I didn't think I needed it for myself, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly was looking for a solution and um, another stream of income because, you know, as a trainer, you're constantly trading time for money. Um, those of you that are trainers that haven't explored online business, it's a wonderful opportunity to reach more people. And so that, you know, your bandwidth um, in a gym is usually one-on-one or like one-on-three or something. Um And so that limits what you can earn and you can't, you know, train 10 hours a day. Like that's exhausting. And usually it's random hours. So, um, with, with isogenics, I just felt like, okay, I need a source of residual income, you know, money that you earn in your sleep. I need it to be something I believe in because again, I I don't feel good telling people about something that I don't personally use or that I'm not passionate about. So I am not a fashion blogger, mm-hmm. right? We can be very clear on that. <laughs> Me sharing like, like to know it or, um, which I think is awesome for people, right. but that just wouldn't, you know, like for me sharing, um, jewelry or things like that. Like, that's not something that's, I feel that, you know, passionate about, nor do I think it's really, um, a big need right now, yep. but everybody has to eat. Yep. So, so that's where, um, this came in. And the more that I've learned about what I was putting in my body, mm-hmm. I was like, oops, <laughs> well, 
we, yeah, just because you're a trainer doesn't mean you know about nutrition. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So um, I think you and I have both gone through precision nutrition. Yes. Um, I've only done level one, Mm -hmm. but I think that that's an excellent, you know, it's, it's a great educational tool. Mm -hmm. Um, And just as I've learned more about isogenics and the the balance of it, it's um, really helped me know what to share with others. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I mean, this is not to sell isogenics. I wanted to talk about how residual income is important because, you know, I've got a beauty counter and there are months when I'm like, you know what, why am I even messing with all of these people? I'm going to just focus on beauty counter because it can be done. Like I know people call what we do pyramid schemes. Yeah. It's not, it's not, there's a difference. And I have a friend who recently started selling tea and she, this is the beauty of a relationship marketing thing is that, or direct marketing is what we call it is this woman who has raised her children for the last 18 years is now earning trips to those places because she's selling so much tea and like she is she's a new woman because she's found confidence in yeah. her skin. So I mean I just I can't say enough good things about it. What, what just th- find something to sell and you need to sell it. <laughs> yes, I think yeah, find a community you believe in that you feel good about. Mm-hmm. Um, a mission, you know, something that you align with. Yeah. And nowadays like especially again what COVID is doing to us, it's showing us you need multiple streams of income mm-hmm. because one of those might be just swept away. You, you don't. Know? So it's, it's kind of what I've heard is like building a financial fortress for your family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something, um, yeah, I, I didn't know anything about network marketing before I signed up with Isogenics. Yeah. I, I just, I was looking honestly for a nutrition solution. And then I realized, oh, wow, this is an opportunity, just probably like you, like I'm looking for cleaner solutions that I can put on my body and feel good and not, you know, I'm not causing harm. Yeah. Um, And then you see like the opportunity and that's what people need. They need physical and financial freedom. They need freedom from pain. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan, and I just, if you, if, if someone like you supports it, and also my good friend Sarah Hurley supports it, yeah. So, you know, people want to buy stuff from people that they trust. If you've got people's yeah. trust, then let's capitalize on that. Yeah. Okay. I also want to talk about, so you talked about, you know, you, you didn't know before. No. I, there is one picture I've seen of you when you were mostly just running. Let's talk about the evolution of your training. Yeah. What, what did that look like? Yes. Okay. So, Keep in mind, as a college student athlete, you were told to go in the weight room and you're going to lift this program. And I had that old mindset, like, well, I don't want to be bulky because the weights. I was always, like, in high school, I was very, like, um, lean. And then I did get stronger in college and probably fluffy. There was some inflammation, you know? We do some things in college. Um, <laughs> a little inflammation. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, I will just, now I, I'm not required to go in the weight room, so I'll just run, right? So I can be thin. Yes. And, and I just, that's not what my body is designed for. Like, I've, I've always been a runner, but short distance. Like, I've done track and field. I was a jumper. Um, but I was doing it for the wrong reason. It wasn't the joy of running. It was a means to an end. Right. And 
I, I was exposed to um, CrossFit and the way that that was training. I'm like, oh, this is, it was tapping back into that athlete mentality for me. Mm-hmm. And I it was like, I love it. It's functional. It's full body. Mm-hmm. And I think where it really hit a note for me is when I became a mom and you don't have all this time to spend training. I didn't have time for a long run on the weekends. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I need to get it done. Um, and weights really transform your body. Mm-hmm. If that's your goal. Now, if your goal is to PR in a race, then your training needs to match that. Yes. But you can't expect to like change your physique and then go run a bunch of miles if you have to choose one or the other. I'm sure you get this question a lot from your clients. Well, I know that was one of my biggest frustrations mm-hmm. in small groups was, okay, well, and then I'm going to go run five miles. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. This was your workout. <laughs> I know it's short and I know you don't feel like you've sweat through your shirt, but <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. And I will tell you, that is my, that is my constant struggle personally. Like shut it off, shut it off, Kylie. Um, and it it gets better. That's one of the reasons I like to work with a trainer myself because I have a a limited amount of time. I've flipped into old habits working out at home because it just, it could go on forever. I let, and I'll be upfront with it. Like working out was my addiction and it's like, Mm -hmm. A little bit is good, so more must be better, right? Give me more, yeah. give me more. I can't get cut off. I will not cut myself off. But that's why I love your workouts because they, I mean, for several reasons, but it's like, you're like, okay, 20 minutes. It's the hardest 20 minutes of my life. Like, how do you do that? But back to circling, back to running. Um, I, I did a short little 5K for a friend this weekend. She was organizing a race. And people were surprised. Oh, I didn't think that you ran. And I was like, I thought you were anti-running. Like, I'm not anti-running. Yeah. Let's be clear. We run because we enjoy it or you're training for a race. We don't run for our fat loss or our physique goal. There's a difference. Yes. Yeah. So it just, it had to, and I think a lot of people, you sometimes have to experience it personally and just see your body transforming. Um, So I, yeah, it was just a matter of, time, the style of training, mm-hmm. um, and just like how I felt like my energy was better. I yeah. didn't feel like, you know, when I was training for races, I felt like I had to eat all the things all day and it just, yeah. and you know, nutrition is going to be the king if you yeah. have to transform your body. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be, you really can't outrun your fork. Usually. No. No. <laughs> I mean, very rarely can someone do that. <laughs> so when you were a runner, did you do marathons? What, what was your like distance of I I was so stupid I started my first race was a full marathon like what I don't know a friend asked me and at that time we lived in Washington she's like want to do the Portland marathon I was like yeah (laughs) let's run 26 miles out of the gate like who does that not smart (laughs) um and then I I did only one more and then half marathon sprinkled in there and then when I got pregnant with Jada, um, it, you know, I did one more half marathon after that, but it, I'll do shorter races sometimes, but it just hasn't been like, yeah, I, I haven't had felt the desire to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I that because I think people sometimes just need to give themselves permission to stop whatever it is that they're doing. Like it's not working for you. If you're not enjoying it, that's a great red flag. 
I shouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, cool. Well, and let's talk about um, the difference between. So I typically do have more of like a bro split, right? Mm -hmm. And it looks different. But I really enjoy your workouts because they're faster. I find them to be more effective or a fit more efficient. And I, I feel like an athlete where I, when I do them versus doing a set of squats, waiting around for two minutes and mm-hmm. doing another set of squats. Yeah. I'm so torn. <laughs> I know. And I see, I'm there too. Like the, the bro style training was what we did as college athletes along with some explosive movements because I was in a power sport. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't need to like knock over a 300 pound guy. I had to be explosive. <laughs> right. Um, I think that there is a place for both of them yeah. and you know, maybe that's where the phasing comes in. Maybe you can do more of the bro split for these four weeks and then we get in more functional, like full body mm-hmm. training. Um, I, I tend to default to the full body, like CrossFit style um, of workouts, just because I, I know that, yeah, they leave me gassed a little bit in a short amount of time. Um, but I'm not opposed to like, that's where I was saying like, maybe I need to find a trainer to tell me like, let's, let's try to work on some of your weaknesses here. Well, yeah. Cause I've got plenty of them. I just, yeah. <laughs> what are they? I don't ever see them. What? I know they're not devil presses. No. <laughs> no, that's not your weakness. I probably like the, the isolated lifts. Like if you're telling me, you know, like shoulder, shoulder raises and yeah. this, like, I mean, I don't do enough of the like small muscle training or right. accessory work. Yeah. Um, mobility. Like you are going to crush me in yoga. Like I know <laughs> I need to do one of your classes so that I can be, you know, a sweaty mess, like crying on the floor because <laughs> you would crush me. <laughs> but yeah, you do so. it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all those, yeah, fun things. You know, and I think you're right. Like it really comes down to what do you enjoy and what are you going to stick with? And yes. it's okay to change. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I think we all learn something and mm-hmm. I tried to, you know, there's now that we've got Instagram um, and you can learn from a lot of people. You do have to use those that are listening. Please <laughs> use some discretion in who you're following Yes, and what they're doing just because it looks cute and the shorts look cute doesn't mean it's a functional movement, but <laughs> cause there's some out there and I'm like, what? That's cute. But what purpose does it serve? And what purpose does it serve? Always ask yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I, I take, I learn a lot from others. Um, and I just try to say like, okay, what's a way, like when I'm creating a workout, I think of symmetry. I think of push pull. Um, so I don't want to be working all front side. You know, I want the posterior chain. Also, um, I, I, that balance is a word that comes to me, not necessarily in holding like a, a pose, but like balancing the body. Like I want to train to be an athlete so that I can move in all planes of direction, that I can be explosive, but I can be strong, yeah. things like that. So that's in my head when I'm coming up with something. Cool. Um, and then I'm like, what will make Kylie sweat? No, just kidding. <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny. I just thought of something. One of the women in my group said the other day, um, it, this is a couple months ago, but I could not wait to tell you. People were like, 
stressing out about not having a lot of time. She goes, do a 20 minute blonde ponytail workout and go and get on with your day. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. In right, my group. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last, last, oh, go ahead. No, that, um, just to piggyback off of that, a lot of people ask me, are you sure this is all you do? You know, uh -huh. and it, it really is as far as formal training. Yes. I do condense my workouts 20 to 30 minutes. What you don't see is all of the neat, you know, the non-exercise activity yeah. throughout I walk a lot. I've got kids, so I'm constantly moving. I'm not sedentary. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one. Um, but I would say like walking is a, is a big one for me. So I'm more active in the summer because I'm outside and the weather is conducive to that. So I'm probably going to be a little bit leaner. And yeah. I know that. And I know that about myself. I, that's so funny because that's what I, re um, I do refer to you in my head also as the queen of neat because oh. you're not sedentary. Do you know how many steps you average per day? I, you know, I try to get, um, between 12 and 15,000. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So not, I don't know what that is. If that's, that's good. Yeah. Well, and that's, I'm so glad you talked about this. People truly, truly underestimate the calorie burn you get from your neat. Yeah. Your workouts are literally 5% of your total daily energy expenditure, if that. Right. Your neat is like a significant percentage. Yeah. Good point. Oh. So what are you doing the other 23 hours of the day? Because mm -hmm. you know, you probably ask this by newer clients, like, well, I'm not seeing results fast enough. And it's like, well, I can guide you here, but what are you doing the rest of your day? Exactly. And that includes like what's going in your mouth too. Yes. Well, and it's so interesting. I think, I don't think people are gaining weight right now because they're eating poorly necessarily, but they just can't go and do the things they used to be doing. So you're not as active. So we have to counter that somehow or be really mindful of the steps that we get per day. Because if I'm not, see, this is a, this is another tick in the box to not do groups. Um, I'm not anti-group, but just right. full disclosure, I am sedentary throughout the day. Right? Yeah. I am at my desk the majority of the day. So if I don't watch my steps and make a conscious effort to get 10,000, mm -hmm. I'll get five. Yep. Good. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> matter if you're taking an hour long workout, but you're only getting 5,000 steps a day. Like, yeah. why waste your time for an hour workout? Go walking. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so good that you, you talk about that because of the work that you're having to do at your desk, calculating macro macros mm -hmm. and answering all of the questions and creating, you know, the culture that you're creating. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard to do it like from your phone, just yeah. from your phone, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally yeah. is. So that's the, that's, this is the one last thing I wanted to talk about too. Like the other day you made this great post about basically track or don't track, like what's your take on it? And because you don't track, and I, part of me is very jealous of you, because you don't have that. It's, you don't have to do that. But I also know that there's a huge educational piece to it, and my answer was, the reason I like it is because so many women aren't eating enough, and it's very eye-opening to see how much they can eat. So, like, what is your take on the whole situation of macro tracking versus not tracking, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm very open to both sides. I don't yeah. want to tell someone it's my way or the highway, it's do this or not. Um, I think that it, like you said, a lot of people either they're, they need to eat more, more of the right things. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes people are underestimating like 
those extra handfuls that sneak in there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great eye opener. I honestly um, just want to get, I want to make myself do it just so that I am making sure I'm consistent. Yeah. I tend to be like in my head, I try to think protein, fiber, fat. Ah. And I, I try to assemble my snacks and my meals based on that. Um, and that's another reason why the nutrition I use, it just kind of checks a box really quickly. And I know that everything's covered, it's balanced. Um, yeah. So that's one less meal or snack I have to think about. Mm -hmm. um, but in my head, you know, that's, that's what I, I come up with. But I think it's a, tracking can be a great tool if it doesn't paralyze you into changing the way that you behave mm -hmm. in social situate. Well, we don't have social situations anymore, <laughs> do we? <laughs> and, and, you know, just if it changes your behavior too much where you're like restricting and just changing, you know, not interacting with others, then, then that's, that's where, you know, okay, I, I probably need to step away for a little bit. I agree. I agree 100%. And yeah. I was telling you, like the reason I, I, I say sometimes, and also, Kylie, I can change. I can change the way I do anytime. I tell you things I need to tell myself. Um, but people get attached to like their fat loss macros and they think that's what they should eat all the time. I'm like, no, that's just one phase. Then you have to do something called a reverse diet to get back up into your maintenance mode. And that's a big responsibility and people are scared then of eating more. And uh, sometimes it's such a hurdle. I wish that they would never have started tracking in the first place. Yes. But, See, you can teach me a lot on that. I haven't gone through that. Yeah. Another thing, um, I don't know if this is related. A lot of people have asked me, like, do you ever plan to compete? And I know you, you did. Yeah. Um, and I got to be honest, one of my fears, besides being on stage with skinny bikini <laughs> and, like, tripping over myself and that just not being my forte, is after the show, what is my mentality like? you know, how, how is my relationship with food? Yeah. I'm, I have to, I'm honest, like I'm fearful of that. And so the, the competing part isn't a big enough motivating factor for me to like, mm -hmm. you know, toe that line. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you let Spencer just set up a little stage in the backyard. You put on there a bikini and some heels, prance around and call it good. He can take yeah. some pictures of you, but here's the deal. Um, uh, you know, mental health is my other huge, I'm not a mental health expert, but I'm a mental health advocate. And, um, I had Lane Norton on my podcast and I was like, so do you think you can be mentally healthy and compete? And the way he said, he's like, you're going to swirl the drain. You're going to swirl the drain. And I, speaking from my experience, I can say, um, all of my personal development and my mindset work and my yoga mentality saved me from going down the drain. Gotcha. It's a fine line, Jess. And I think you're self-aware enough that you would be fine considering you're already thinking of it, but people really need to take that into account. Yeah. It's, it's a scary place to be and it's so mm -hmm. consuming. You, ha you have to let it consume you or else you won't be successful. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's so crazy. I like to think of competing as a bucket list thing rather yeah. than a sport. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you would oh, that's good. Yeah. Like do like it. That. You're about to turn 40 and yeah. mark off your list and then you're done with it. Not, there you go. yeah. Not like, Oh, okay. I placed third. I'm going to go back next. I'm going to get first. And then I'm going to go 
be a nationally qualified competitor, but that's just me. You know, I've got friends yeah. who compete and that's fine. Yeah. Right. If it's, I guess, um, whatever brings you joy, as yeah. long as that joy isn't mm -hmm. skewed one way or the other. Right. Um, do you mind if I ask you a quick question? No, ask me questions. So I like, I love how you, you have a distinct brand like you, you know, you stick to that. And I know that you also help with, um, another company. Like, can I say the name? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So faster way to fast yeah. loss. Um, how do you keep those two separate? Like you are training your group a certain way. And then there's another, um, route yeah. people can take. And I think that I'm just so intrigued because I think you do a great job of yeah. being available to both, but yeah. still being you. So it's so interesting. So for those of you who don't know, I have my program, but then I teach the yoga for the faster way to fat loss. And with that, with their community, I am just the yoga teacher. Okay. So that's one way, but it's also been very mutually beneficial for myself mm -hmm. because they get to know me. Yeah. And, you know, I like, I like that Kylie gal. She, she seems to know what she's talking about and they'll start following yeah. me on social media. And I think sometimes um, people are ready for a change. I think fasting is great. I don't think it works for everyone. And so if they found that's not working for them, then they'll start asking me about my program. So it hasn't been a problem. I do get asked a lot, like, are you running a faster way group? I'm like, I'm not wearing, running fast way. I have my own yeah. program. They're like, how is it different? And I'm like, I don't do fasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, my minor detail. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, how, I mean, I make it work. I don't, and I don't talk a lot about faster way on my outlets, but I like to reshare their stuff because it's fun to get shared, you know, yeah. Yeah. if that answers your question. It does. Mm -hmm. I think that, that yeah, it, it just shows like you can exist in two different realms and be okay. Like we don't have to be mutually exclusive. And right. Well, because I am so big on collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration over competition every single day. Like I would, I should have, I shouldn't, I don't know if I should say this. Like I would love to have you come in and do the workouts for my program and like run a program together because that's not my thing. I'm not a personal trainer. I just like to work yeah. out. Um, I kind of like your idea. Yeah. And then you can help me track and stay right. accountable. And no. <laughs> I mean, I got the group thing on lockdown. It's just, yeah. Because it's once you grow, it, you can't do it on your own. And do you have any support? No. Yeah, that's hard. And yeah. I should, um, I've been told you need a virtual assistant. You need, you know, if you have to delegate in order to grow. And I just haven't. <laughs> really hard. What else you got? What other questions? Oh, let me see here. Um, okay. So the other thing is like within your groups, how do you work with setting expectations? Mm -hmm. And I guess that can kind of go with the mindset. Um, like in terms of availability for me or what to what, expect? What clients should expect? I mean, am I going to lose 50 pounds yeah. and gain, you know, 40 pounds of muscle? No, you know, those yeah. like realistic expectations of transformation and mm -hmm. energy and mental clarity. And I love that because, um, people want to know they're like, well, how? It, cause it, it is an investment. And I don't like to discount the fact that $250 is a lot of money for a lot of people. Um, so they want to know what results they can get. So I always say to them, you will get out of it, what you put into it. 
And also keep in mind what you've been doing up to this point is going to have an impact on the results that you get. So if you've been a chronic dieter for the last 30 years of your life, you may not lose the fat because you need to repair your metabolism. Mm-hmm. You haven't done anything. Like one of my favorite success stories recently is a, a woman who never had to worry about losing weight her entire life. She's always been thin, got made fun of for being skinny. But when she hit 30, her PCOS like ramped up and she started gaining weight and she didn't lose weight. Well, the minute she started watching what she was eating, she had tremendous success because she had oh, never been on a diet before. Her metabolism was just fine. We just yeah. had to manage her PCOS by watching certain factors and stop doing so much hit and doing more strength training. So I kind of up front. So in that prep week, this is a huge thing that I address. Yeah. Um, everyone is on their own journey and success is going to look different for different people. Meaning, um, you know, if you did the program, you, you, you wouldn't, you don't have fat to lose, but success for you might be learning how to track your macros. Mm-hmm. Success for a lot of people is no longer restricting, but allowing some of those foods they used to be afraid of into their diet. So that's how I manage expectations. I love it. Yeah. And that, without saying it, you're saying, you're basically saying they have to be open to being coachable. Like yes, you're here, right? Are you here? Like what was working or what you were doing before probably wasn't working. So please be open to hearing this way of training, of eating, of yeah, living. Yeah. So today is like week one of the program and the talk that I give, it's called, I give the, ask the question, are you ready, willing, and able? And be up front with yourself. Are you ready to change? Are you willing to change? Are you able to change? And it's okay if you're not, but you need to know this about yourself. It's not my fault. No. It's it's not me. It's you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think even as a trainer though, it takes a while to get there because you want Mm -hmm. to, you want to see people transform and you have the information. It's Mm -hmm. just, how can I help you? You know, so hard. (laughs) You hit the nail on the head. Like how coachable are you? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've worked with people even one-on-one that aren't that coachable. Like, no, I'm not going to do it that way dress. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, I was reading this article and it said that I'm like, Oh, all of a sudden you're a researcher, huh? No. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, I thought you just asked for help. And I don't know everything. I will be the first to admit, I will oh, yeah. ask for help. I will find a resource and I will tell you, I don't know. Because I'm not okay with the fake. And, right. I, and I'm okay with myself being, you know, not knowing everything. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. because there's a lot to know out there. And I think fitness and nutrition is always evolving. So there's something that we can always learn mm-hmm. about, but, um, yeah, just I mean, be coachable, like, <laughs> be open-minded. Right. Well, it's so true what you just said. I mean, look at the short time that you and I have been not even trainers and coaches, but look at what we grew up with. We grew up yeah. with Blackwell's. We grew up with um, low carb, low fat. I mean, yep. that's in the short course of, you know, 20 years. You're going to be 40 soon? Oh, I'll be, am I? What am I? Older. I'll be 42 in November. Okay. Same age. Yeah, I'm 41. Okay. So, I mean, hopefully, I don't know how, when did you start paying attention to what you ate? You know, I actually, in high school, mm-hmm. I had an aunt 
um, have an aunt and she's very, she's into yoga, Pilates and very health conscious. It, it probably shifted me to the extreme side though in high school where I was a little too careful, yeah. um, a little too lean. And so it, you know, it took a while to like get out of that because you still have to have energy as an athlete, you know? Um, so I've always kind of watched that, but I've, I've probably tried, you know, the low carb. I've tried the no fat type of stuff like back in the day. Yeah. Um, and now I'm, now it's more so the quality, like, yeah. you know, you're looking at the ingredients and because yeah. mm -hmm. inflammation is hidden in so many different things. And that's what shows up on like a puffy face or mm -hmm. the way that, um, our cravings work, you know, mm -hmm. there's probably something going on inside with gut health. So mm -hmm. yeah. How about you? How long have you? Um, probably the same. I was a swimmer and so I could eat whatever I wanted. I was a, and oh, yeah. I was a distance swimmer. So, and year round. So, yeah. I mean, Those are the same workouts. Yeah. Twice a day, right? <laughs> yes. Just a metabolic fire. Yeah. <laughs> now, stopped in college. Um, you know, sometimes you don't realize that you need to start watching what you eat. Mm -hmm. So I still ate like a swimmer that first semester. Luckily I noticed the change in that first semester. So I reined it back in a little too tight second semester. And that's where my issues came in, in terms of restricting and over-exercising. So yeah. I would say since I was 18 years old, when I was 18 years old is when I started paying attention. Okay. Yeah. So 18 minus 40, however many years that is, not good at math, but. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's taken us like, we've had to like have some highs and lows. Right. You know? Yeah. And still, still, maybe we have it figured out. Maybe not, you know, <laughs> you, a lot better. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I focus a lot on mental health and I recently had my friend Joe Ivan, who was a therapist on, and he talked about body dysmorphia. It shook me to my core, Jess, because this is our job. And unfortunately our job require that doesn't require us. Um, the way we look has an impact and for better or for worse. And yes. so sometimes that comes with some baggage and I, sometimes I find myself falling into those old ways of thinking. Do you ever find yourself going back to that 18 year old or 16 year old Jess that got too lean or however old you were? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's times cause I'm, I'm not as lean as I can be right now. And still, and when I say that, I mean like, and still feel good and be right. healthy and have energy. Like I'm not trying super hard. Right. Um, so I'm, but I'll look at maybe past videos and I'm like, dang, I got some definition there. Like that lighting was really good. <laughs> I can't share what I just shared today. So I do. I'm like, what was I doing? Like, why didn't I appreciate that? Yeah. But I also know like I, with a few small tweaks, I can get there. But yeah, I don't think, I mean, comparison, that comparison game, I still play it with myself. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still like my, own worst critic. Yeah. You know? Um hopefully not. Yeah. So um, yeah. I don't find myself comparing myself to other people on social media, but definitely like past versions of myself. And but that's why we have to understand like we don't need to be our leanest year round and yeah. all of that. All the stuff that I say to people again, there's always something that I need to hear myself. <laughs> yes, I know. Sometimes I preface my post with that. Like 
this is more for like, this is as much for me as it is for anyone that's willing to listen. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, then one last question before we wrap up, because I could talk to you all day long. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming that um, Spencer is super supportive of everything that you do. How does, how does it work with the two of you at home? Yeah, so he is. Now, um, I've heard as far as like with um, Isogenics or Beauty Counter with other network companies, um, network marketing companies, I've heard like some spouses aren't as supportive because they just don't know. He yeah. is super supportive. Um, you know, the moment I brought it up to him, he's like, let's do it. Um, our whole family uses the nutrition. Um, and then when he can, he knows like, um, again, you and I are similar in that we're like extroverted introverts. Like we need that like reset quiet time. So he'll take the kids because the house, everyone's in the house all the time now. And <laughs> so he, he allows me like that, that quiet space, that alone time to kind of reset. Cause I, I need that just mm -hmm. to be a better person. Um, but he knows like I've given up, um, a ton as a coach's wife. It's not a lifestyle for everyone. I understand it cause I've lived on the other side, but it's not one for everyone. Like you have to be pretty strong and you have to be independent and, um, just know that your life is going to look a lot different. And the type A in me has to let it go because maybe we're living here another five years, but maybe we're not, you know, he might get another job. So, um, yeah, yeah. But he's, yeah, he's amazing. Um, Good. and that's another one of the reasons why I went to online training because mm -hmm. matching up a schedule with a coach's schedule is, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause he'll be gone. Like he'll be gone four straight days. Right. Well, mm -hmm. you know, daycare, like gym hours are not open at that mm -hmm. time. So mm -hmm. I, that was another way I had to do online businesses. Yeah. So do you, so do you guys like it there? You know, I wouldn't be opposed to summer warmer. <laughs> we do. We have a great community, good people, um, met some like tremendous individuals and that helps when the kids are in school. Mm -hmm. So we love the people. Um, I'm such a sun girl and it, we get what's called the lake effect here. We're North of Chicago. So Lake Michigan, it stays gray here a lot. It stays cold. And I grew up in four seasons, like Omaha yeah. has four seasons. It just doesn't seem to be as cold there as long. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we like it there. I'm not trying to, we like it here. I'm not trying to say that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could be outside year round, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, you need Colorado weather. I know, I know. There's not as much college baseball there, but oh, yeah. uh -uh. I know. I totally do need Colorado because it's sunny. Even if it's like it snows, but then the sun will be out. It's fine. Well, that's like when I go home to Kansas City. Oh, yeah. You know, that's where I grew up. So we grew up like very close to each other. Yes. Um, yeah. It, the winter is different. It seems longer for some reason because it's cloudier yeah. and the snow stays on the ground. Whereas here it snows, the sun comes out. It's fine. Yeah crazy oh yeah man. well thank you so much Jess I hope maybe you'll come back sometime you'll come back yes, yes I would love to <laughs> awesome. well enjoy the rest of your day and I'll get this up with links to all your stuff because I believe I have you have three training programs right I do yeah yeah I'm the proud owner of all of them Oh my goodness, that's the best compliment ever. <laughs> I love your programming. It is so good. Thank you. You're welcome.
All right, my friend, well, I'll get this up and get you a link and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Kylie. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Jess just as much as I did. Again, make sure you're following her on Instagram at The Blonde Ponytail and also her website because she's got a tremendous history of blogs that she has done and of course, several workouts that you can do and that's blondeponytail.com. Blonde is with an E. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.